Welcome to our podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the life of Evelyn Boyd Granville. My name is Ronke. My name is Netta. My name is Cassandra. And my name is Bayad. First is the worst, second is the best, and third is Evelyn Boyd Granville with a shining PhD in mathematics. Evelyn Boyd Granville was born on May 1st, 1924 to her mother, Julia Walker Boyd, and her father, William Boyd. Her father had many jobs, working as a janitor, chauffeur, and FBI messenger. She also had an older sister named Doris Boyd, but not much is known about her. She lived during the Depression, and even though Granville's family was poor, they were still able to put food on the table. While she was growing up, she enjoyed museums and spent most of her time reading in libraries. Even with segregation laws, Granville's school was challenging. She conquered the challenges with ease. She enjoyed school and dreamed of being a math teacher. Her favorite subject was math, of course. She graduated Dunbar High School in 1941. She was one of five partial scholarship from Phi Delta Kappa National Sorority of African American Educators. She was very excited about the NASA program. She graduated in 1945, summa cum laude, with honors in math. She attended Yale University to get her PhD in mathematics in 1949. After getting her PhD, Granville briefly worked as a research assistant. She then decided to join the mathematics department at Fisk University. She said her time there was unusual because she felt accepted on campus despite Nashville being a segregated city. She can only recall one incident while she was teaching at Fisk. Listen to how she describes this. One incident that uh, stands out, of course, is the time when the Math Association came to Vanderbilt for its meeting and they told us that they did not want me to come there for the banquet. Uh, and of course we didn't go, but that was the uh, one very unfortunate incident that happened while I was there. How did they, how did they convey this to you? They don't, well they just out and out say they don't want you there. They don't want you to come to the banquet. Well, yeah, the banquet. And that was that. In 1952, she took a job at the National Bureau of Standards that gave her double her fist salary. She worked there for four years before deciding to go into the private sector and started a job with IBM. In 1960, she married and moved to Los Angeles in order to perform research on computing orbits on the Computation and Data Reduction Center of Space Technology. Unfortunately, her marriage came to an end in 1967. That same year, she returned to be a professor at California State University. In 1970, she married to Edward V. Granville. Here is a clip of an interview with Granville in which she talks about the racial future of America. Listen to what she has to say. Are you optimistic or pessimistic about America's racial future? Pessimistic. I don't think that people want to get along. I think there is a mindset that 
uh, and I think we're seeing it in this present war, that the white majority feel that, the Americans feel that the world has to be like their world. And there isn't this respect for differences. Granville believed that her passion for studying and conducting mathematics was a gift given to her by God. She realized her talent during elementary school, especially when learning arithmetic. Furthermore, Granville believed that she had a natural ability for problem solving, and she was encouraged to continue learning and growing by her teachers. Fun fact, did you know that Granville's favorite subject was astronomy? Imagine if she became an astronomer. Thank you for that interesting fact. According to Granville in her interview with a nonprofit organization called The Visionary Project, as a young female student, she did not experience any issues with gender inequality, nor did generalizations about the academic abilities of boys compared to girls affect her in any way. In fact, according to the Leggett and Case in 2005, although the systems were separate, the college system was in no way inferior to its counterpart. The system achieved a national reputation for excellence because teachers and administrators were well-trained in their subject areas and were dedicated to providing the kind of education that students needed to be able to com to compete in a larger community. Please tune in to Granville's 2010 interview with the Visionary Project Now, entitled My Love of Mathematics. Where did the love for mathematics come from? God. <laughs> he put it in me. I got that ability. And uh, I mean, I got the ability. I love mathematics. I love to, uh, to study mathematics. So it was something that was given to me. When did you become aware? Were you in elementary school? Elementary school, all the way through. I was always good in arithmetic. And I was all, and I loved problem solving. And uh, I guess, as to say, it was a natural ability. And did your teachers encourage that ability? Particularly, I'm, I'm asking the question because you were a girl. Mm -hmm. And yes, yes. mathematics and girls didn't, in the traditional sense, go together. No, no, no. We never had that. We never had that stigma placed on us. Uh, it never occurred to me that we could, I could not do mathematics because, well, I could do mathematics. And so we never heard that message, girls do this, boys do that. All we ever heard was get an education, go to college, go as far as you can, develop, develop your ability. So there was never that stigma of what girls can do and what boys can do. Just do what you are capable of doing. Did, um, speaking of boys, um, how did, how did boys respond to, to you as this shy, brainy girl who was good in math? They probably stayed away. <laughs> That's probably what they did. I was not a very popular girl, I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, but but, but uh, no, I don't think they were frightened or anything. Uh, I, I think because of my shyness, I think people felt I was very aloof, you know, and they, you know, I, you, you stay back, but that was due to shyness, yes. I More think probably, it sounds like you were the equivalent of what would be called a geek today. Yes, a nerd, yeah, a nerd. geek, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. yes, okay. yes. Um, but it, at the time, it didn't bother me, uh, because, well, for one thing, you know, you like 
I guess you like getting honors, you like being praised, and so, you know, you go, you go with what you have and do the best you can with that. Evelyn Boyd Granville has a numerous amount of accomplishments. For instance, in 1949, Granville became the third African-American woman to earn a PhD in mathematics from Yale University. She has used mathematics throughout her entire career with numerical analysis, trajectory data, orbit computation, and more. According to Granville, her dissertation thesis was not at all impractical since it prepared her well for everything in life and work. Specifically, it includes content on the Laguerre series in the complex domain. Additionally, for her hard work, Granville has received numerous honors and awards, including an honor from the National Academy of Sciences in 1999. After joining the International Business Machines Corporation, or IBM, in 1956, and the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or NASA, contract with IBM, Granville created computer software that analyzed satellite orbits for the Project Vanguard and Project Mercury space programs. Granville explained that she can say without a doubt that this was the most interesting job of her entire life, to be a member of a group responsible for writing computer programs to track the paths of vehicles in space. In 1962, Granville accepted work on the Apollo project at North American Aviation. In 1963, upon returning to IBM, the company offered her a senior mathematician position with its Federal Systems Division. However, in 1967, Granville returned to academia, teaching computer programming and numerical analysis at California State University, Los Angeles, or CSULA. In addition to educating... Fun fact, guys, she owned 800 chickens. Anyways, Granville co-wrote a college textbook and participated in the Miller Mathematics Improvement Program, which was a supplemental math program for select California elementary schools. Granville's involvement with the teaching of the course for prospective elementary school teachers led to her association with Joseph Frand to co-author a textbook for college courses comparable to the one taught at CSULA. The editor was Louis Leithold, and the publisher was Wadsworth Publishing Company. In 1975, the first edition of the book appeared, and it was adopted by over 50 colleges across the country. The success of the first edition led to a second edition published in 1978. By the time of the publication of the second edition, overall acceptance of the new math curriculum was progressing and changes in the teaching of elementary school mathematics was being considered and adopted. After a brief period of time, Granville came out of retirement to go back to teaching computer science to students. From 1985 to 1988, she was a professor of computer science and mathematics at Texas College. Even though Granville was an extremely incredible and intelligent mathematician, Throughout several interviews, she has recalled her first negative experience with classroom management. In the fall of 1984, Granville began teaching three classes of computer literacy at the junior high school level in her local school district in Texas. However, unfortunately, she knew nothing about classroom management, so she almost failed at managing the class, and everyone felt exasperated and unhappy. Approximately one month later, Granville requested to be released, and she parted ways with her students. After teaching for three years, Granville took some time off to travel, but when she returned, she joined the faculty at the University of Texas in 1990. She officially retired in 1997, but she has continued to promote the importance of mathematics in academics and inspire others as a public teacher and traveled cross-country speaking about the importance of math and learning. She also was a fierce advocate for STEM education. As an advocate for STEM education, the Public Relations Department of Dow Chemical Company reached out to Granville, 
wondering if she would be interested in inspiring the younger generation to pursue a career that revolves around mathematics. Therefore, in 1998 and 1999, Granville frequently traveled several times a month to visit middle schools and emphasize the positive impacts and significance of studying mathematics. We accept education as the means to rise above the limitations that a prejudiced society endeavored to place upon us, said Granville. To this day, even after retirement, it is wonderful that Evelyn Boyd Granville continues to promote the importance of mathematics and academics and inspire others as a public speaker. That's the end. Thanks for listening. Girls are smart. Every equation you do is a form of art. It's time to get together, to fly a rocket, build a house, and control the weather with math. 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 Yes. Who here likes math is not a man. You could be a female mathematician.